Hello friends and welcome back to the Dreamcast Game Library. Today we are talking about a, a toy themed battle game, Army Men Sarge's Heroes. Let's go. Yes, hello friends, and how are we all doing out there? Um, so today, as, as mentioned up top there, we're going to be doing Sarge's Heroes, part of the, the Army Men franchise. I'm going to talk a little bit about what Army Men was, because I think it's a very 90s, 2000s thing, so if you're a younger listener, you, you might not know anything about this. Um, I'm going to talk, obviously, about the game in particular uh, but before I start, I'm just going to talk generally about what's going on and what I've been playing and, uh, you know, try and give a bit of a shout out. I, I've said that going forward, I'm going to try and give one video game recommendation for you guys. It doesn't have to be a Dreamcast game, obviously something modern that you can get your hands on. Uh, I've got, I've got two for you now. One that you're probably going to know and another one that you might not know as well. They're kind of similar games. Okay, so... I've been really on this kick lately uh, about games with really nice art. For me, in my opinion, really nice art is kind of cel-shaded, kind of really nice, cartoony, uh, colourful look. That's the style that I like, okay? So these two games kind of have that vibe going on. And the two games, are, I'll start with the popular, obvious one first, Abzu. I'm late to the party on Abzu, man. It's It won awards and was a, a big success when it came out. Uh, David Attenborough was involved in working on it, so I know it was a big game and probably one that you've heard of. I remember hearing about it at the time, but I've only just got around to playing it this last week or so. Really highly recommend it. If you don't know what Abzu is, it's, uh, it's what I'd call like a vibe game, <laughs> like you're vibing. Um, there is vaguely a mission going on to it. It's one of those games where you don't really get any narrative, you just get dropped in. You're a diver in the ocean, you just wake up in the ocean and you go diving and it's super colourful and there's thousands of fish all around and you underwater temples and you solve puzzles, a little bit of Zelda progression kind of thing. And it's, it's one of those uh, wordless narrative things where you kind of piece together what's going on based on what you can see around you and as the actions unfold, but... Um, it's a really nice experience. I really recommend Abzu. Uh, and the other one, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's spelled A-E-R-Y. I think it's Uri or Eerie. I think it's called Uri Little Bird Adventure. Okay. This is um, a considerably more like budget game, um, but it's really nice and it's really cute. And the I picked it up in the PlayStation sale um they would it's a franchise they got about eight of these uh you can get the first four games in what's called the early birds collection which is pretty cute uri is basically absolute if it was in the sky you take control of a little cute bird it's some kind of like pink parrot or something you fly around uh slowly with very basic kind of like toy commander controls and all you do is just collect feathers in these big open environments the focus is on relaxation and exploration. 
the the point of this game the developers said was um you know so you can put it on after a hard day's work or whatever if you're feeling stressed and it will chill you out and it's got like this really nice kind of synthwave soundtrack admittedly it does just have one track that loops through all the levels so i sometimes find myself listening to to podcasts or whatever it's got a good soundtrack but come on man you need more than one track but the visuals are beautiful really stylish really stunning um and i'd highly recommend that and i'd like to get those guys some business because that's a much less well-known game than absu but yeah check those ones out okay moving on to the topic of the day army men sarge's heroes growing up i really liked the army men games um in case you don't know what these are they started out on the computer as like command and conquer style strategy games but then they pretty quickly uh when they arrived on the playstation just became 3d shooter adventure type games um army men you know little green plastic men like you used to get a bucket off them and play with them that was kind of an 80s and 90s thing so again probably lost on a younger audience but um you've probably played the game if you listen to this i'm guessing so you know what it is um it was a franchise that i always remember being really maligned uh whenever i read about it in uh game magazines or whatever reviews um people were always kind of saying that it was boring and bland and generic and stuff like and i never found it that way uh all the army men games i played i really enjoyed but the one that stands out as as i would recommend or the, the two because there was a sequel uh army men are just heroes and the sequel such as heroes too but that wasn't on dreamcast so we're just going to talk about one today all right, who is Sarge then? Sarge is a big, burly, green sergeant of the Green Army. Voiced by, uh, what's the dude's name? Is it Jim Cummins? Uh, it's, the, it's the guy that does the voice of Winnie the Pooh and uh, Darkwing Duck and a bunch of other Disney characters. And I think he does like every voice in this game as well. He does the voice of the main hero and the main villain, uh, Plastro, who is a fat dictator-type guy. Uh, he's in charge of the Tan Army. So th- this game, instead of like having different countries, it's all just based on like what color of plastic the people are made out of. Uh, please overlook any problematic racial overtones that that might involve. <laughs> but the greens are the goodies. The tans are the baddies. The blues, if I remember, are like a neutral team. And then there's some other ones as well. But, but you're mainly going to be dealing with... Uh, Greens, tans, and blues. Okay, so what's going on? What's the story here? Um, in a nutshell, Plastro, uh, he's the baddie, General Plastro. He's trying to kidnap all your mates, and you have to save them and get them back. It, the plot is pretty thin and pretty flimsy, and it's just an excuse to have a Toy Story-style adventure where you end up as a little toy soldier man running around in the real world and getting up to all kinds of hijinks. Any listeners of the podcast will know that I am a real sucker for these um, toy-themed games. So one of my all-time favorites being Toy Commander. Uh, I think I talked about uh, this sort of thing in Clockwork Night as well. We may also be talking about a toy-themed game next week um, that, that links in with a, a film that's in cinemas now. Um, so I love this kind of thing. Uh you could say at this point it, it's overdone, but it just doesn't feel that way to me because just whenever somebody tries to do this, 
I like it. Um, oh, I, I, I'm going to stop for a minute just because I wanted to, to voice this and see what you guys think. I, I saw um, I, I saw uh, this game Hypercharge, is it, that, that's going around at the minute on uh, Switch and uh, whatever the Xbox One is at the minute. Uh, and that was like, oh, yeah, it's going to catch your 90s toy nostalgia. And I thought, oh, cool. But when I've looked at the gameplay, it just looks like Fortnite, but with toys. Um, and I can't be bothered with any kind of battle shooter. So I might look into that and see if it's got some kind of story mode, because it looks nice, looks good. I like the settings. But um, I like a single-player action adventure. That's my bread and butter. And that is what Sarge's Heroes is. So let's get back to that. So it's a toy-themed action adventure where you play as Sarge, you fight in the Tan Army and you rescue new mates. So how does it play then? It plays exactly like every other kind of one of these games from the late 90s were. Uh, so the same as like Siphon Filter or a very rudimentary version of Metal Gear Solid or Winback or any other game where you are controlling a third person perspective of a character with a gun who can run around, crouch, etc. Those kind of controls. Um... What do you do? Well, you get different objectives for each level. Sometimes you're in um, our world, as in the human world, and sometimes you were in the world of the army man. I get a bit confused about this. It does seem to carry on throughout all of the games. I never quite got my handle on this, but they like have an actual world that's like ours, but where everything is the right size for them, and it all is very naturalistic and whatnot. But then they also come into our world, and then you get that kind of Toy Story, Small Soldiers, Toy Commander vibe of you're a little toy person in a big crazy world and you're jumping up on the sofa and you're whatever it might be. And that's really where the charm of this game is because the le the levels that are set within the Small the small Soldiers, I know they said, within the Army Men world, um, you know, they're, they're just okay. They're just uh, standard. So the first mission, for instance, you start off in um, like an... Uh, yeah, a series of warehouses or airplane hangars and the Tan Army are attacking and you have to rescue Colonel Grimm, who is the leader of the Greens, and you've got to escort him and get him into the chopper, okay? Uh, it's a simple mission that just gets you started. A bunch of foot soldiers are attacking you. You you fight them with, like, a rifle and a machine gun and a flamethrower. At some point, a tank turns up and you hit it with a rocket launcher uh, there's a bit where you have to navigate through a minefield. It just gives you a flavor of what the game's like, but it doesn't really knock my socks off. The first bit that I really like is you're chasing this blue spy because you want to find out, I don't know, whatever, what information they've got or whatever. And they go through this portal. And then when you get through the portal, you're on the side of a bath. And that's where we come into the human world. So you're in the and it's a big bathtub and you've got to fight your way all around from one side of the taps to the other to find the spy and then bring them back and it's just i just love seeing that you know you got the sponge floating that you can jump on and get your pickups uh, you can shoot people who are on top of the shampoo and stuff i don't know i just something about that perspective of being really tiny and having that novel perspective on the world it's something that i like maybe i'm a a, a child at heart still or maybe i'm just a man of very simple pleasures but it does it for me. I like that. So all of the bits that I enjoy really are being in the human world. There's a bit where you are in the sandbox, but they've built all the sand castles into military bases and you have to go through there. And that was actually a really hard level. There's tanks 
patrolling around on the bottom level, and then you've got to get key cards and go and all get really confusing. Um, my two highlight levels are the kitchen and the living room. The kitchen, you are trying to save, what is the character's name? It is a very token female character, because it's like the only female character in the entire game, and she is Sarge's love interest, so all kinds of uh, patriarchy, misogyny, chauvinism problems that went with video games in the 90s, but, you know, we just got to overlook that. Um, you've got to save her anyway. I can't remember what her name is. And you find your way across the kitchen counters, you're going over the toaster, you're going over the hobs of the cooker in the sink, you are jumping on dishes and stuff and fighting and sniping and all that kind of good stuff and there's helicopters attacking you. Then you get down to the kitchen floor, you've got to get over to the other side. So you've got to get the drawers out and jump upon the drawers and yada, yada, yada. It's all really cool. Uh, the living room, uh, by the time we get there, we find out it's Christmas. And the soundtrack on that level is bopping. It's that, um, oh, I can't remember the name of that. It's a famous Christmas song that they play like a militarized version of. And it's very, very cool. And you are fighting around a Christmas tree and climbing up presents and all of this kind of malarkey. And I just really like it, and it's really cute and comfy and wholesome and cool. Well, I have one criticism, and it's one that came up in all those obnoxious game magazines back in the day. I just called the game comfy, and it is in terms of looking at it and the vibe, but it's not to play it. There's nothing bad about the controls. They're very standard for the time, but the... Uh, I guess the feedback isn't there, or there's just something about the way the game handles that makes it more difficult than it feels like it needs to be. And I feel like it's like something to do with the feedback when you're shooting the baddies or, or something like that. There's just something about it that feels like it could have been fine-tuned a little bit more. If I remember rightly, I feel like Sarge's Heroes 2 irons that out a little bit and feels a little bit better i am actually going to replay that one next although i probably won't talk about it on here because it's not a dreamcast game came out for the ps2 but um you know <laughs> it always sounds like a weird thing to say but for me with a video game gameplay is kind of uh not that important to me um i'm here for the vibe i'm here for the energy of it I'm here for the aesthetics. Not necessarily are the graphics good, but do I like them? Do I like the colours and the shapes and the feel that it's given me and the themes? Uh, again, narrative. I don't need a really heavy scripted story, but I like it to have a flow and a certain kind of energy that feels good, like, like Absu that I was talking about before. Um, yeah. I would would recommend this game um, to to people who like this kind of game. So if you like Siphon Filter and you like Operation Winback and then you like kind of uh, MDK and that kind of thing, Run and Guns, if you like those, give this a look. It's a nice game. You get some cool environments and it's fun and it doesn't take itself seriously. It's, it's a humorous, silly little game about Army Man. Um, Definitely give it a look. I, I I recommend it. And I recommend most of the Army Mem games. All the ones I've played, I, I seem to remember really enjoying. I am going to go back and, and revisit them. I have some exciting news as well that I probably should have put up top. Um, 
But I've joined a, a, a testing team for a, a localization of um, a game called Rent-A-Hero number one. I posted about this on the Insta. If you aren't following uh, us on the Insta, by the way, that is just at Dreamcast Game Library on Instagram. You can follow us there. Um, so I, I posted about this Rent-A-Hero number one thinking it was like a really obscure game. But I got loads of likes from it. Um, it's kind of like a comical Shenmue where you play as a dopey, uh, haphazard kind of superhero doing mundane tasks. Um, but it's only available in Japanese at the minute. I'm not aware of any full functional tran like fan translations that exist apart from this one that I've just volunteered to, to work on. So there's a Patreon for it where you can follow the progress. Uh, you can kick in like a, a quid towards it if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, but it's Vincent NL. Um, and this person does uh, just just specializes in doing localizations of old video games. This is about the third or fourth one they're working on, I think. So I'll be doing the, the playtesting for that. So I'll update you guys as that goes along. And once that's finished, which should be done sometime this year, uh, we can cover it. We can cover the English version of that game and I can tell you about the story. So I'll hold off on talking about that one until that's all done. But I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, I've gotten well off the topic of Sarge's Heroes now, I'm afraid. But, you know, I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap because most of what I wanted to say about childhood nostalgia and toy-themed games, I probably said in the Toy Commander episode way back in the day, um, I am going to talk more about that next week. And if any other games like this come up, I'm sure I'll mention it again. But uh, fun game, nice game. Give it a play. See if you can guess what we're doing next week. And then after next week, so next week will be episode 19. Then we're on to episode 20, where we'll be doing one of the sort of hallmark Dreamcast games. One of the big milestones, one of the very famous ones going to try and do that on all of the round numbers, so 10, 20, 30, and so on. So see if you can guess what that might be as well. But until next time, guys, look after yourselves, look after each other, and uh, just have fun, man, yeah, and just uh, see you later. Bye.